Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. This week, Exergy has given us some really good do's and don'ts. And Chris, we just want to talk about Exergy for a minute, being yeah. a sponsor of the show. Uh, we've been working with them for a long time over at Duramax yeah. Turner and Calibrated Power. Yeah, it's been years, Paul. It's Absolutely. Been years. Absolutely. Yeah, we've gotten to see a lot of their really cool project trucks. We've gotten to be involved on some of their R&D yeah. stuff. Uh, most recently, their CP4, or I'm sorry, yeah, their CP4 10 millimeter yeah. pump for the LMLs, um, a big, big hit there that keeps coming up on the comments for the Diesel Insights from Duramax Tuner. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of LML guys out there, and the big topic of discussion when you're on all the forums or guys calling in for us is. You know, my CP4 failed, or I don't want the CP4 to fail, I'm just going to do a CP3 conversion. Right. Well, the CP4s are junk. Well, there's a lot more to it. And Exergy has stepped up to the plate, and they've offered an upgraded CP4.2 pump. So they have what I would call like a sportsman version, okay? And then they have a 10-millimeter pump. Um, and the 10-millimeter pump up to this point has been... Uh, rather impressive. You know, it, it packs a mean punch. It's cheaper than doing a 10 millimeter CP3 conversion in the whole nine yards. And it's a drop in replacement. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many guys I've talked to that are actually deleting their truck because of CP3 yep. or CP4 questions. Um, it's really kind of crazy to me. I think it's one of those educational things. I think as more and more yep. people understand that you could throw a modified CP4 that's going to be more reliable, yeah. um, something that they're really putting the screws to and putting the testing in on, I, I think that's going to win in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll start to see this advance throughout the years, you know, right? It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be popular. It just takes a little bit of time. It's new to the market. When we first heard about it, we were like, ooh, you yeah. know? And then I remember talking to Rick and Rob over there, and, you know, they were excited. But, you know, you get it on some trucks. You get some testing under your belts. You have a better understanding of what its capabilities are. We we gain that data over at DuramaxTuner.com, and we throw it in the marketplace and let other people decide what route they want to go. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's right for some. It's not right for others. Yeah. I think for a lot of guys, it is going to be a good fit once they understand more about it. Speaking of what's right for some and not for others, <laughs> you know, we were going through some of the do's and don'ts, you know, and again, Exergy's offered us a ton of great information to work off of. Uh, I get this question often. It's, hey, you know, I have, let's say 150, 200,000 mile truck and I got this one injector. It's balance rate. You know, it's, it's, it's over plus or minus four. So I'm just going to replace that one injector. No, you know, L when these seven guys, yes, I feel like these yes. are, these, these are the heartbreak stories yep. I hear where it's like, well, I went to O'Reilly's and I got one injector and yep. they said it's good. And then that one, but it's still, it's still having a bad balance rate. So I went and I got another one, yep. but don't worry. They replaced it under warranty. Yep. And then again, and then, what about your time? And then a whole bank. What about your time? And then I just yep. did four because I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll just do four at a time. And then I go back and I do it again. On an LB7, you just talked about like 40, 60 hours yeah. worth of labor. Like it's insane. The general consensus is, is that if you have a set of injectors and you have one or two that are bad, it doesn't matter what the truck is, common rail in general or any truck in general, yeah. all of those injectors have had the same life as well as the same fuel ran through them. That's right. Even though they're all not showing their weakness now, they will eventually. Don't replace one or two guys. So when you are replacing injectors, replace the whole set. Not a bank, not three, all six or all eight, depending on the engine that you're running. Replace all of them. Yes, it is going to be more money up front. However, labor-wise, as Paul had mentioned a minute ago, it's going to be cheaper in the long run. Absolutely correct. Uh, so they also gave us a, a don't for this week, and that's 
that's one that I think maybe we fed to them uh, as well as they fed to us. And I think that like we all dealing with diesel performance on a very regular basis and a lot of different trucks over the over the whole country. Um, we understand why you wouldn't put 100% or 150% over injectors on an all stock truck. And it's so funny. I was just talking to one of the guys here in the R&D department. <laughs> he said, if I want 150s, I want 150s and I'm going to put them in and I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay, that's great. But 99% plus of the population with diesel trucks looking for injector upgrades, 100 horse and 100% are two totally different worlds. Uh, there is absolutely no benefit to running ridiculously oversized injectors for a street truck. You should match your injectors to what you have or or something that you can grow into but not something that's a total difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the guy who has a 200,000-mile LB7 LOI or LBZ, whatever the truck is, right, and he says, oh, my injectors are bad. Well, what kind of power do you want in the future? Oh, a 1,000 horse. Yeah. Well, you're not going to go with a set of 150s with a stock trans, stock injection pump, stock turbo. You know, probably make the most sense to just buy a stock set of injectors run that for 10, 20,000 miles, upgrade the other components, then send the injectors out and have them honed. Flip well, side. There's a difference there too, because like when you go to a thousand, you, you've built an all new truck, that's you have a, an all new motor. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Do your injectors when you're there. Yep. If you're going to grow into it over a period of time and you're not going to make one giant faith of leaf jump, that's fine. Throw 60s in it, grow into the yep. 60s. When you're ready to go up from the 60s, you're probably going to be past that 750 horsepower mark. Now's the time to go get the big, bad injectors. When Now's think, the time to build the motor. What I think, you know, because we do stress and we do preach that, you know, do it once, grow into it. When we start talking injector size or injection pump size or turbo size, whatever, right? I'm not saying take a stock truck and throw hundreds in it. What I'm saying is, is okay, you want to max out the stock bottom men's capabilities. You've already done the trans. You already have the turbo kit to support it. So you're going to shoot for 700 now, but you want to grow to 900 plus in the future. That's the time that you would do that size injector. You know where the brakes exactly. are. Exactly. You know the, the, the stage is. Exactly. Now to a guy that's got an all stock truck and he wants to get to that, you know, 700 horse in the future. Well then, you know, 45s, 60s, stock pump, very tameable. Uh, I've, I've ran into this in the past where guys call me back like, man, this truck just, you know, it, it runs kind of different. And it's like, well, you, you put a mammoth, you know, <laughs> water hose, you know, of an injector in, into your motor and you have stock everything else. What what do you expect? We, we're working with what we got. So yeah. definitely, guys, do your research. Don't just start throwing stuff in the truck to throw it in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely correct. Uh, industry news brought to you by Alligator Performance, your most socially connected uh, diesel performance parts provider in the industry. Uh, they also sponsor the Ultimate Callout Challenge. That is coming up May 4th, 5th, and 6th, Lucas Oil Raceway, Brownsburg, Indiana. Chris and I are going to be there. Producer yeah. Rich is going to be there. Uh, Nick Pregnitz, Calibrated Power, Duramax Tuner Crew is going to be there in a vendor capacity at the yeah. very least. Uh, don't worry. We have noticed as well that Nick was not our first guest for UCC this year. He Nick's is... He is keeping things close to the chest right now. He, he is, I'm just joking, actually. The, the truck's in pieces that he's still working on it. So until he has something to tell us, I don't think he's going to come on the show. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, he's made that really clear. At any rate, we are really excited. I actually just filled out our media passes today, Chris. Dude, I'm going to have a media fucking badge. That's, That's right. That's badass. Like, like legitimate, yeah, yeah media I'm badge. moving up in the world little right. by little. Right. You're a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we are really excited for that May 4th, 5th, and 6th. If you have and got your tickets get off your ass get online and get your tickets it'd be a great valentine's day gift for your wife trust me she'll love it 
Absolutely. <laughs> Chris, uh, I think you're bringing us our From Facebook this week. Yeah. So um, Sean McLaughlin um, says, I have an 07.5 LMM that I have deleted, built to trans twice, lift pump, DSP5 with EFI Live Tunes, lift kit, I actually off-road with it, and a bunch of other small upgrades. I love my truck and would estimate with the tunes, I'm right around 475 to 500 horsepower. My issue is I haven't really touched the truck in about four years uh, performance-wise and would love to upgrade my tuning and add TCM tuning and possibly a stealth turbo and swap out to Garand torque converter for smoother one-two shifts because my current converter has a pretty clunky shift. I currently live in Virginia and am possibly moving to Ohio, and I'm worried about the future of keeping the truck registered um, on the road due to EPA, okay? Sure. Um, so before I put any money into this thing, I have already dumped a ton of money, roughly $60,000 between repaints, repairs, upgrades, swapping lift kits, and it's still never had the stock valve covers off. I want a professional's opinion on should I sell or trade it now, and or and or am I worried that uh, are there going to be some foreseeable uh, inconveniences in years to come? Okay, gotcha. Okay, so oh, it goes more. Oh, it goes oh, more. Oh. He he went to town for you, Paul. I dig it. Um, at the same time uh, of my upgrades, deleting everything was the only way to make power, et cetera, et cetera. I really have the idea of clean sweep, uh, but the price point concerns me slightly, and we have experience with that. Of course, we did sure. it here. Um, I really only need the diesel for towing my 8,000-pound uh, camper, car trailer, and I run the Home Depot. I do have a slight horsepower addiction, don't we all, and uh, have gotten used to the torque and the fuel mileage. He says he honestly gets roughly 20 MPGs on 35s at 70 miles an hour. Um, I am not afraid, uh, I'm not afraid so much any one of the emissions stuff... Uh, so he's not so afraid of the emissions, um, but he has also lost the direction with his current situation. Gotcha. So that last sentence was a little scrambly, but it is what it is. So, Paul, <laughs> lay it on him. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I would say two things here. Number one, you got an 07 and a half LMM and you have addressed probably the most notable reliability issue there is. I'm going to assume this truck also had a lift pump. I think I missed it in there, but but I'll just assume that it yeah. does. It's a pretty standard fuel pressure relief valve, pretty standard. Um, Y-bridge kit. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk directly about the EGR valve, although I wouldn't have one on my LMM if I didn't have a DPF, that's for sure. I would definitely do like a WC Fab Y-bridge kit. Um, I'd probably leave it alone, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, for towing what he's towing, for how he's using it, I could see doing like a drop-in turbo, like a Stell 64, bringing it up to that like 600 horsepower mark, keep it nice and cool. I mean, maybe a Banks intercooler if he really is towing gross vehicle weight for long distances, depending. I mean, Virginia, pretty hilly area, yeah. so, so I would imagine a lot of grades and things like that. Um, so I would keep some of that cooling capacity under mind. As far as like... Going up to a clean sweep, you've dumped sixty grand. I hope that included buying the truck. You would hope. Paint I, jobs are expensive, I though. I feel Paul. like it doesn't. I just want to you say, know. like, I'm not sure, but I feel like it doesn't. Um, dude, if you've dumped sixty grand into upgrades on a forty thousand dollar truck, yeah. you're a hundred k into yeah. it. That's why I say, like, the other math doesn't make sense unless you got a score on it and it was yeah. like twenty, and then you know you put sixty, it's still seventy. You could have had an L5P. Mm -hmm. I think an LML emissions equipped though. That's the question, right? So if I'm gonna go. 
Tuna Missions equipped LML, Stealth 64. Nowadays, a 10 mil CP4. There wasn't an option mm-hmm. when we put that together, but I would definitely do that now. Um, that still had a DT750, so it still had a built trans, although I don't know if you have to, maybe just a torque converter. Yeah, and a solenoid and a trans. I right. mean, I think the thing here is he also, you know, uh, he says he's a little worried to, to keep driving the truck due to EPA regulations. You know, yeah, I think it, it's one of those things. A... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're. I don't want to give this advice because the last thing I need is boss man to be like, "Why the hell did you say that?" Right, but right, right, right. The Midwest is going to be the last to adopt anything. Now there are specific counties, sure, in sure. states that are adopting diesel emissions testing. Yeah, but I mean, Ohio. I know like, it's, it's like it's yeah. like Pulitz diesel. Country, like, and I don't want to say that. I don't want to be held. I don't want a phone call next week. Like, well, you said this. Like, yeah. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, is I would, I would be assume, surprised. Yeah, exactly. I would be surprised uh, if it was an issue where you were going. However, you can check with your local uh, municipalities or local counties. I think is how it's controlled there. So, so yeah. So you can look into that and see what the restriction is as far as that's concerned, or maybe just hit up some of the Facebook groups and see if there's anybody local in those areas to give you some more info on it. Uh, personally, I think if we boil this down to the question of deleted LMM that's already deleted, I'm not talking about buying an LMM and deleting it, but like mm-hmm. I already have this deleted LMM with a built trans lift pump, the basic mods. I'm going to dump another 2,500 bucks, 4,500 bucks by the time I'm done, maybe, um, into it. I mean, this- or, or I'm going to trade it in, and I don't know the trade value, but I'm, I'm rough. Estimating, guesstimating, like what do you think? Twenty-five? Uh, I think twenty-five to thirty is a retail cost. You'd probably get somewhere oh. around twenty thousand trade in. I mean, here's the way to look at it, Paul. That's tough, man. From experience, right? I've yeah. I'm, granted, I'm not building a truck. I'm doing a car right now, but this is my fourth build. After the second build, I promised myself I was never going to do this again. Actually, after the first, I promised myself right, I was right, never right, going to do this right. again. Honestly, Sean, keep what you have, invest a little bit more into it. It sounds like you have a really nice package, a really nice truck. It would be really tough because you're going to cut your loss. Like You have a lot of money you're going to lose If you're only going to go to six and you have the choice of coming out of pocket for, let's just round it up, let's say five grand, or you trade the truck in and you finance 10 of it. It's you're you're taking a 500 horse truck, trading it in for a stock truck, and then 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 investing another five grand Dude, get the fuck you could throw on. five grand no. at it pretty easily the pump and turbo is five grand you're gonna be into it's <laughs> 10 grand when it's all done like let's just be you realistic are. you are no for you know real. i mean it's one of That's those things you doing it too i mean i could yeah. see upgrading to like a 15 like get away from that body style get into the new body style but now you're talking to fifty thousand dollar trucks if you're gonna buy one it's gotta be a denali or an ltz yeah you know i'm just story. saying like i'm looking at it as my pocketbook i'd keep what i had I'm just being honest, man. That's no, just no, my no, opinion. No, no, no. I, I love LMLs. I'm I, know, like I the love my money. Biggest That's, proponent of LMLs. I love my I'm money. Too. I get I love that. my money. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd rather keep it on my bank account. I already invested enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, definitely, thank you for writing in, Sean. Guys, so many others have written in here recently. Uh, we are trying to get all of your comments onto the show. Uh, I've even replied to a couple yeah. that asked me not to put it on the show. That's totally fine, too. We're happy to do it. Um, we are recutting the commercial at the very end, Chris. I don't know if you listen all the way to the end, but at the very end of every episode, producer Rich puts in something funny, like the yep. funniest 10 second clip of the show. Yep. And right before that, there's a Duramax tuner commercial. And you, he has our extension yeah, I know, swap. I know. So I am extension 2122, but I'm not really in sales anymore. Nope. So if you have like an advice question or you want to talk about the show, I'm, I'm your guy. If you have any like, sales or product related questions i would say chris would be able to help you out what do you like 38 38 or something 21 21 man 21 21 yeah blackjack double blackjack um 
I've seen it. I've done it. I've won it. I love it. All right, guys. Uh, I am really excited for this week's special guest. Um, this is awesome. We we actually had Discovery Channel reach out to us yep. and ask us if, if we would be available to get involved in promoting their Mega Motor Week coming up here in uh, February. There's a sneak peek of this brand new show that's coming out on February 27th. It is called Street Outlaws No Prep Kings. Uh, Race Master is going to be... Chuck Seitinger from uh, Street Outlaws, yeah. man. Chuck with the uh, with the death trap. Hell yeah, man! So without any further ado, uh, we welcome to the show Chuck. Chuck, how the hell are you? I am doing great. Chuck, we definitely appreciate you taking out some time out of your busy schedule to come on the show and talk to us here. Um, obviously, you've been a huge splash over at Street Outlaws OKC, and now you're taking off with. Uh, the no prep race master or the race master at the new street outlaws no prep kings. I'm sorry if I can get all my words in yeah. there. Yeah, this new uh, no prep kings. Um, like I said, this show is just I can't wait. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, take, we're taking the streets to the track, and so okay. you know, to me, it still has the it has the drama, it has all the racing. Um, it's just there's just tons of excitement and. I just, it's, it's the next best thing to street racing, but it's, it's legal. You know, it's, it's legal. The fans, you know, how many times do your fans get to come and, you know, watch somebody on TV and they can actually come to the race, watch you race, interact with some of the superstars? Um, so I just think it's a great not only is it a great experience, I think it's going to be a great show. I can, uh, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. I know, like, um, the king of the streets that we have here in Chicago area over in Union Grove, mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin, you know, seeing the guys that you see in the TV shows and then seeing their cars in person and being able to shake their hands. Uh, I really like, you know, the meaning behind what you're doing here with the new TV series. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan of, you know, the, the no prep scene and, uh, you know, the street racing and stuff has been going on. You know, I mean, my dad's street race. So, but it's something that, you know, being an underground, um, you know, being so underground and so secretive, um, you know, nobody, you know, fans can't come out, you know, kids can't come out and, you know, they can watch their favorite guys on TV. But I just like the fact that, you know, we can invite all the, the fastest guys those big names that you you know you only heard about you know on TV or you only heard about in magazines or on, on the internet and all these guys are in one place and you know and and they're battling out for I mean, <laughs> for a ton of money I mean forty thousand dollars every time we race yeah. every I mean, time it's, it's every week holy shit every <laughs> single week the winner I mean you're battling out for forty grand that's I mean. I know guys that raced an entire year. Yeah, I know, man. If they added up all the events they went to, they don't add up to 40 grand. No, not at all. I mean, wow, that's insane. I mean, I think what's really cool about it, too, is we've seen this this underground, no prep kind of thing starting to grow. Where mm-hmm. Even our dealers who we work with over at Duramax Tuner, they go back and they're like, yeah, we spend all week fixing diesels and then we go to the no prep races on the weekends. And yep. that's what they're doing because yeah. even just no prep in general, all of a sudden there's huge prize money, yep. even in the non-stuff. I have not heard about anybody shooting it out for 40K though. Uh, but eight no, eight episodes, is that right? First season? It, uh, first season is going to have eight episodes. Um, 
we're going to give away something cool. I mean, me personally, I don't know what we're going to give away yet because we haven't bought it yet to give away to the point <laughs> you know, But I hope, I hope it's a Duramax. I mean, I okay, mine's got like, I feel like the thing's just wore out. It's got 225,000 miles, but it's, it's, I love the truck. And, <laughs> and I'm going to drive it until the wheels fall off of it. But if they're going to give away a new one, then I want to win the points championship because I want a brand new truck. <laughs> 220,000, it's just broken in, but I get you. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. That there. is actually like our standard line here. Like, oh, 220? Yeah, you're yeah, just, right. just broken. It's like that Craigslist ad. It's only got 220. They're asking 40 for it. Adult you know, no driven. big deal. Yeah, right. adult driven. Yeah. When you go I mean, to Chuck's sell an that. adult. Right. Chuck's an adult. So <laughs> when you go to sell this thing, Chuck, all, you need to let us know so we can ride it. Yeah. All highway. Never abused. Right. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, now, Chuck, you've had a pretty extensive experience in racing, motorcycle racing, boat racing, huge in the import world, uh, rookie of the year in 2004, two championships, 04 and 06. Now you're in an 89, mo- an, I'm sorry, I also saw an notch. Integra in there, an Whoa. 89 notchback, uh, the Mustang, the Death Trap, that's what's on the show, that's 429 cubic inch Chevy in the in a Mustang, which I just love a GM going in a Ford. Um, you got yeah, it on methanol now? Is that right? It's actually 421-inch small-block Chevrolet Ooh. turbo car. Um, and, yeah, I bought the car. What's really cool about the car is it was a – it lives up to its name. I mean, it was a death trap. When I bought this thing, I bought it from Murder Nova, one of the other racers okay. on the show. And it was just a spare, junky old car. And I'm telling you, it was a death trap. It was a pile of junk. So <laughs> I bought it, started playing around with it. But, you know, it, it owns the name. So I can't, even though now it's like a really, really nice car, you can't change the name. I mean, the, the, the car, you know, the name is, is the death trap. Now, now, Chuck, how many years have you had the car? I've had the car now for about... 10 or 11 years. I like that you just said that because so many times, you know, and there's a lot of, of, of correlation with, you know, what we deal with at our work and guys buy a truck and they're like, oh, I want to build 1,000 horse or 1,500 horse or whatever. And they think that they can just do it within a year, a year and a half's time. This is a car that's, it's uh, very well decorated, but you've had the car for such a long period of time to get it to where it is now. Right. Yeah, I mean, every, you know, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. So, you know, when I bought it, you know, I knew what I was buying. You know, the thing didn't make a bunch of power, but I knew it had potential. I've always been a Fox Body fan, you know, my entire life. Um, so I knew where I thought I could get, you know, and being one of the fastest guys in no prep right now, I feel I work every week to be faster. I mean, I, I want to be that guy, you know, um, when I show up to the races or when they see me pull in the parking lot, I want people to, to fear. They're like, man, Chuck's here. You know I mean? I, I want people to fear me. I want to be the fastest guy. You know, everybody does. But, I mean, like, I'm doing it. I'm living the dream mm-hmm. to where I know how far I've gotten and how fast I've gotten. And I, just, I want to be one of the most feared racers. I, that's just, you know, it's one of my goals. Well, I'm going to make it happen. Well, I don't think there's any question about you being one of the hardest working. I caught that you were a Honda tech while running the company, while doing no prepper street racing, like all, all at the same time with a family. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, a lot of people just see the TV side of it, you know, and they think, oh, man, these guys are rich. They're on TV, you know, <laughs> but the hard work that goes behind it, you know, I, I made a big decision on my car to, to freshen it up, and, and I wanted to go to the top of this list on the street, so I actually was working two jobs um, and filming, and it, you know, I, I feel like I took five years off my lifespan, you know, by <laughs> wow. doing that. But I had a goal in mind, and, and I wanted to be the fastest guy on the street. And so, by doing that and putting in the hard work, it, you know, I succeeded, and it and it happened, and it was a reality. One of the things, you know, like me and my buddies, every Monday night, you know, we watch the Street Outlaws, OKC, and that's one of the things that I think that they they did touch on is, you know, over the last couple seasons, at least for you, how much effort you've put into the car. And I'm not taking anything away from any of the other guys or any of the other drivers, but they've definitely decorated you as that blue collar, you bust your ass, you've put a lot into this, and you've put a lot on the line to get where you are now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, I think, my hard work is starting to show up, you know, and I think, uh, you know, if you put enough effort, I mean, you know, these football players or baseball players, you know, they don't just go out and play on Sunday or, you know, they have to put in the work. So if you want to be the best, you have, I mean, it's a full-time job and you have to put in work and you have to test and, and, and you have to, you have to know in your mind that you can do it first, <laughs> but you have to put in the work, you know, that's to make it, it happen. Absolutely. That's the big one. Now, one thing I do got to ask, how real are the disputes and the grudges? Like, we've seen you punch people in the face. Yeah. We've seen a lot of shoving. <laughs> we see you show up at other people's tracks and call them out. Like, we see a lot of this drama. And to be honest with you, I had to go back and, like, because it, it's been, what, nine seasons, eight yeah. seasons, whatever. I had to go back today and, like, dig around on YouTube. And I'm telling you, I could paint you to be a very aggressive person pretty quickly on YouTube. <laughs> but when I talk to you, I, I'm not getting that vibe. Like, So how real are the disputes? Now, I, I mean, I, look, I will help anybody do anything. If you've got a flat tire on the side of the road, I'll be more than happy to pull over and help you. But I, I'm passionate about what I do, and I am a aggressive person. Um, I can't, you know, if I was an actor, then I would be in Hollywood. <laughs> I, you know, I have a very short fuse, um, and, and maybe, you know, and everybody that's known me my entire life knows that. But I grew up a little bitty guy, and so when you're a little dude and you're wrestling in high school at, at barely over 100 pounds, you get picked on. Yeah. So you become aggressive, and I just, I don't... I don't say I was raised to not take any BS from anybody, and I was raised to stick up for my friends. And oh. so, yes, that cost me a lot of money, you know. And then when you do dumb stuff on TV like that, then it even costs you more money. But <laughs> I, and that's just, I'm not going to change. I mean, I've you know I've made it this far just being me, yep. and I feel like you know I'm I'm always going to stick up for my friends, and I'm always going to speak my mind. I fucking love that. That's awesome. I mean, it just shows you his character, too. Like, when you think about the show, you know, and that's what all of our buddy. I mean, this is one of the things that we talk about. This is one of the things that we watch on TV. I don't watch yeah. much TV. Chuck definitely has a persona. Like, he is one of those big names when you talk about, you know, the big key players in the TV series. Right. And that shows. It's just well, it's that, part of your character. That's why he's the big swinging dick in the yeah. race master now for the no prep kids. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. This, I mean, and you know, and this, this you know, one thing about this show is just... You know, it's it's awesome because we get to. It takes me back 
when we were racing, you know, some of the big series, or, you know, you can compare it to, like, NHRA or whatever. I mean, we're we're going to different tracks every single week. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what I say. We get to see different parts of the country. Yeah. We get to race on different services, meet different people. You know, every, every you know, you go to Texas, and those guys are different than the guys in Chicago. Right. You know, and the cars are a little different. And, you know, some guy, you know, there's going to be fast guys on the East Coast. There's going to be fast guys on the West Coast. So that's what I love about this show is that we travel so many to different environments, different elevations, and so it's tricky. So, you know, it takes, you know, just because you're the fastest guy in Texas doesn't mean you're going to be fast in Chicago. Yeah, true story. So, so I like it. It's just, I think it's a wide, I, I can see this show, even though this is season one and, you know, we have no idea what the ratings are going to do. But I see this show being the next, just like Street Outlaw 405 is. You know, we filmed 10 seasons. We're fixing to film season 11 and 12 oh. this year. And yeah, I that's see nuts. the show doing the same thing. I, I see it following the same footsteps. I love it, man, because it, it is. It, it reminds me a lot of like what we're just starting to see in Diesel Performance with the UCC, where it's bringing all the biggest, all the baddest together in one place. And, and even if that one place does take it, does actually happen yeah. throughout the entire country. Yeah. Uh, you still you, you get to see everybody compare against each other. Now, yeah, I, and, I, you know, and, and everybody, yeah, and, and everybody gets to watch. You know, they've watched these different shows. You know, four or five was on, and you had the New Orleans guys on. Right. Now you see a little bit of Memphis. So everybody's gotten to see the different people. You know, and they and it's kind of like I feel like they can go on there and root for their favorite guy, just like a basketball team. I mean, you have your favorite basketball team, and you want them to. You know, you know, you want the Bulls to, to beat the, you know. So it's uh, that's what I feel like. This is this is a, this is like. You know, you can pick one of your four or five guys. You can pick one of the New Orleans guys. You know, you can pick Birdman. You know, the, the most feared man in no prep right now. <laughs> and all these guys are in one place. So it's just it's exciting. Now, the other thing that's exciting is you had mentioned your diesel, and just before we started recording here, I, I was joking about how it was so hard for me to figure out what truck you had. Um, you mentioned it's 220,000-mile Duramax. What year is it? What model? It's a 2012. 2012. Okay. Early early edition LML. Love it. Happens to yep. be one of my favorites. Um, anything done to it? Is it totally stock? It's just, um, it, it's not stock. Uh I, it's hard for me to drive anything stock, you know. <laughs> and then when you have a speed limit, and you know, and I don't want nothing to control how fast I go. So, <laughs> no, it's not stock. I, you know, I ran into an awesome guy at PPI, and that's Corey Willis. Sure. So, Corey, put, you know, got me a tune, got some some exhaust. I didn't want to go crazy with it, so you know, I just put the sixty horsepower tune in it. And I have drove the wheels off this thing. Okay. You know, don't have to put death fluid in it no more. You know, I mean, I love it. I love the truck. <laughs> it's, it's the fake. Out of all the trucks I've ever owned, this is my favorite truck. Now, have you been a big Duramax GM guy in the past, or have you had other diesels? Like, what's your background I've there? Owned, I've owned a lot of stuff. I've owned Dodges, Fords, everything. Um, to be honest with you, I could never afford the Chevrolet. Just going to be straight honest, you know. I mean, I, I had an old seven three, and that thing was a trooper, you know. And then I and I had a twelve valve Dodge, and that thing was a trooper. But it just, you know, everything behind the engine, my Dodge just 
everything. We say you that know? about so, 10 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, the motor was awesome. It made a ton of power, put out a bunch of smoke. It was a cool truck, but it just, God, it left me stranded so many times. It was, it was crazy. So I never had the money. You know, all my buddies got Duramaxes. I'm like, man, one of these days I'm going to buy one. And, you know, and so <laughs> finally I had the opportunity and had a little bit of money to where I could afford to go buy. I bought it used. The truck was a year. And uh, I bought it and I, I love it. I, I just, unfortunately, I'm probably a Chevy Duramax fan for life. Okay. Yeah. It is funny about that, too, because uh, we always say you buy a Cummins and it's wrapped in a Dodge. Yep. It's just a shame, but it happens. And then the 7.3s, they start every day, man. That was my trooper for a long time. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I never had anything good to say about it besides it starts every day. But I'm pretty it, sure it did do that. every diesel owner at one point or another, like you're not a true truck enthusiast or a diesel owner unless you've had a 7.3 at one point in your life. You have to. You've had to. It's, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, okay, now now we actually we saw one of our buddies or, or a guy we know through work, uh, Tony Rizzi. Uh, he actually made it onto Street Outlaws, to, I think, for just one or two races. He was out there with that. What, what is his truck? It's that 39? Yeah, it's I an old say. coupe. And 39 coupe, uh, big Duramax in it. So he was racing. Have you ever raced against a diesel, or have you ever raced, raced your I've Duramax never, down I've the track? I've never raced Tony. I, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Tony, and I had a CP4 pump sale in my truck. So Tony did the CP3 conversion, put injectors in it, fixed it for me. So cool. I've become pretty good friends with Tony. I've seen his truck. I'm a fan of his truck. I love it. So he's got a chance to come race with us. Um, in fact, he, you know, he texted me yesterday and goes, hey, can I come to South Carolina and race with you guys at the next event? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, come on. So, yeah, I love the truck. Um, I haven't, you know, maybe one of these days they'll let me drive it. I've never had a chance to race it. I've never raced up against him, but I've watched it. I love it. I mean, I, it, it, I'm a diesel fan anyway, so I love the tractor pull stuff. You know, okay. I've been around that when I was a kid. You know, it was bigger around Oklahoma when I was younger, so I know it's not that big around here right now, but um, I still, I'm a fan of it. I like it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sled pulling starting to have uh, some dips and and dives yeah, here yeah. throughout the industry. So we're starting to see the West Coast really take off with sled pulling in a big way. It kind of just hit out there in Washington and is kind of running running down the yep. coast. Uh, the East Coast, Southeast, really big with sled pulling, and then as we get further yeah, north, it kind of more tapers off. Tapers off, and then Maine yeah. seems to randomly yeah. have a big sled pull market. It just seems like sled pulling is just the Midwest thing. You know, it, it it's is. just it's like at Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, like yeah, those are the staples for sled pulling i feel it is for those, sure yeah those are yeah. the big states up there you always hear about the uh you know the the sled pulls and the and the drag races and, yeah. the, and the multi-deals you know I, when i look in the diesel magazines and stuff you know, you know that it's it's a huge area up there for sure yeah i mean one of the things that i know was really cool last year is we actually got to see a couple of the guys from the show show up at the ucc um farm truck and azen were out there yeah. farm truck actually drove for jeremy wagler yep, for yep. his truck uh which was really cool so yeah so we're starting to see some of that crossover where guys are getting involved you know like i had said before like a lot of our dealers are going out to no prep races yep. obviously that's your guys's world um do you see this being more of a crossover do you see diesels being a, a potential threat for any of the big gas motor stuff I, I mean, I think I honestly, my honest opinion, and I, I feel like I'm right. I feel like this no press series is the next big thing in drag racing. I mean, there's, you know, everything goes in fads, you know, and, and I know the street racing was huge. 
like this no prep. You know, when I get on the internet and stuff, there's a race somewhere every weekend. Everybody's trying to jump in the game right now. But I think these big series, you know, there's three or four people that have giant series out there and they have points championships. Um, I just won, I raced Redemption and I just won the uh, 2017 Big Tire Points Championship um, on there. So I'm a racer. I want to win championships. And I think this is the new. I, I think this is going to be the big thing in, in drag racing. I see how many fans show up. You know, I, I'm a fan of all types of drag racing, but I see this is going to be the new fad. This is the thing that's going to fill the stands. This is what people are going to want to see. And I just think it's going to be the biggest thing in drag racing that we've ever seen. So you, it won't matter if I'm driving a, a, an import or a diesel or a, a gasser or whatever. It, it won't matter what I have. It, this nope. is going to be how people race is what you're saying. There you go. Yep. Yep. Very cool. And I, and I think drag racing has come back. I mean, no matter what it is, whether, you know, I, I drag racing fell off there for a while. And, yep. and it's come back. Drag racing, these tracks... You see more people at these tracks. You see people that's never been to a drag race, and they watch, you know, one of these TV shows, and then they want to go to the track. You yeah. know, I've had people that's like, you know, I've never, never been to a racetrack. But I love <laughs> you guys, so here I am. So that that everybody, you know, it gets everybody in this, you know, no matter what they're drag racing. I mean, I feel like, you know, every stoplight I leave. You know, I'm, my kids are like, Dad, they got to watch this, you know? you know. So, you know, they're like, Dad, come pick us up in the Grand National because they want to race somebody, you know. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's in everybody's blood, you know. You leave a stoplight, that guy left faster than you, so you want to race him. It doesn't matter if you're in your truck or what you're driving. It's just, I like it, you know. It's just, it's, it's, I was born with it, so. Now, knowing that you've had such a big uh, background in the import world, do you still even have any of the imports? Or, you know, what made you transfer over? My my car is, I worked at Honda and Acura growing up. And um, my dad told me not to be a mechanic. Whatever you do, do anything, but do not be a mechanic. And, of course, I followed in his footsteps. Okay. And uh, I started working on cars, (laughs) became a mechanic when I was 18. And I worked on Hondas and Acuras at the dealership. And so the import scene was really big. So I built a drag car to see what I could do and made a name for myself. I was some nobody out of Oklahoma racing on the east and west coast, won a couple championships. I have one of those famous gold NHRA Wallys sitting on my table. So Very um, cool. Yes. I, I uh, you know, so I did good in that and made a name for myself and then the import scene kinda went down. Yeah. I still have the car. It's sentimental. I love driving it. Anytime you can bang four gears and you know you have to clutch something and shift gears it's a super fun car to drive not okay. anybody can jump in it and just make a pass and you know and go low eight in a four-cylinder yeah so it's a very fun car to drive so it's sentimental to me i told asian i'm gonna bring it out and and drag that that dumb deal down, the, down the track. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome so maybe, maybe we can make that happen this year oh yeah and all the import guys want me to do that um so maybe we'd make that happen this year. But no, I still have the car, actually. Very cool. I was just in the notes, you know, we're reading everything, and I know your background. So, it, you know, it's something that I never could ask until now. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a, a crazy-looking car. If you haven't actually looked up his Civic, uh, Civic hatch, 
um, one piece front end. Okay. It, it's just, it's nuts, right? And like, I also think that's pretty funny that when you said you bought Death Trap, it was just this janky, slow, no horsepower. Didn't it run eights when you bought it? No, I don't think so. That thing was a turd when I bought it. I mean, <laughs> it was running tens. <laughs> we, I'm telling you, we kill like, for tens around here. Built. You know, I asked Sean, and you know, him and his dad built it, and the whole thing was put together with with metal building screws with rubber washers. I mean, I was like, <laughs> what, what happened here? We had a lot. We built a metal shop, and we had a bunch of screws left over, and they what? were all self drillers. So. They mounted everything in the car with these damn self drillers, and I mean, and that's how it got its name. Oh my I mean, god! <laughs> everything, you know, it was. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it was straight out of the. It was just. It was as hillbilly as it could get. It, 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 it was a death trap. Oh my now god! Now you've put it through several revisions, didn't you? Run it on? Did you run it on nitrous when you first got it? When I got it, it was a nitrous car. It was a nitrous and car. And we did, you know, we did street racing with it. And then we had a cup at our track. We had local races and stuff. So we we raced it there um, and played around with it and stuff. And then, you know, some guys showed up and said, hey, we want to do a TV show about you. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Get out of here. You know, <laughs> get lost. Um, nobody's going to do a TV show about us. We're doing illegal stuff, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the car, I mean. You know, that's what you do. You make it faster, and you make it better, or you make it nicer, depending on what you're doing. And and so that's what I've done since the day I bought it. That's so cool. Chuck, I definitely appreciate you taking out some time of your busy schedule, getting ready for the show and everything to talk with us and, and kind of let our listeners in a little bit of the behind the scenes there. I know I'm definitely going to be down for February 27th, getting the sneak peek of the new Street Outlaws, No Prep Kings, along with it actually featuring in the Motor Wednesday lineup for Discovery Channel. Uh, that'll be on March 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah. Any final shout outs you want to give before we wrap it up here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, look, this, you know, the, the Motor Mega Week is like, you know, it's like the Super Bowl of football. This week, I mean, if you're a car guy or you're into any, it doesn't matter if you're into diesels or, or drag cars or Baja cars or off road, Motor Mega Week is like a whole week of just nothing but cars. So <laughs> it's a fun week. You know, we get to do it once a year. And, uh, you get to see, you know, the last day of, of uh, you get to see the mega race. And you get to see, um, you know, Ryan Martin, I help him, and we get to see race Gas Monkey um, on the last day. So that, that shows up Monday. I think that one's uh, Monday, March 5th at 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, that's going to be the end of, you know, end of the Motor Mega Week. And it is, I promise you, you don't want to miss it. So awesome. there's a lot of money on the line. We had a lot of fun filming it, and uh, I think you get to see, you know, we, we turned it into Texas versus Oklahoma. We kind of turned it into a rivalry, and we kind of turned it into street racers versus track racers, but um, it was a awesome, fun time, and I think the fans will love it. And uh, that whole week, there's so many new shows, and, you know, advertising new shows. Like I said, I do a clip show on Tuesday. Um, February 27th, and then in our show, No Prep Kings, it starts Wednesday, March 7th at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. over on the East Coast. But it's, uh, it, yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome show. I'm really, really excited for it, and, and I think it's, it's going to be around a long time. So I just, I think all race fans are going to relate to it. Um, 
and I and I think the fans are going to be going, hey, I saw myself on TV. I was talking to Chuck, and they were filming. So <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I feel like it's going to be the next big show. I really do. That's awesome. Well, thank well, you. Thank you so much, Chuck. Uh, listeners, this has been Paul. And Chris. Have a great weekend. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Power Stroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Chris at C-E-H-M-K-E at DuramaxTuner.com. Paul and Chris may be contacted by phone. Chris's extension is 2121 and Paul's is 2122. Hey, thanks for listening. Your feedback is appreciated. Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and by all means, let us know if you have any ideas for podcasts. We'd welcome any suggestions. Yeah, this new uh, No Prep Kings, um, like I said, this show is just, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're taking the street to the track.